I was about to call this girl that I had a crush on and it uh, I don't I imagine a lot of people can relate to this moment especially if you've ever had to ask anybody out and um except for I chose to do it over the phone so here's what you do when you ask somebody out over the phone is like you're kind of holding the phone and I've like pulled up her number and I'm just like oh gosh should I do this or not like what am I it, it, do I feel like this is actually a good idea like I don't know and then uh and then eventually I just have to stop thinking about it and just push the call button. Right. Mm. And, uh, and I'm like waiting, it's ringing. And then this girl answers and I'm like, Hey, um, how are you doing today? And small talk, small talk. And I was like, um, you know, I, I wanted to call because I, uh, um, I would really love to uh, take you out sometime. Are, are you up for that? And then, um, long story short, she said no. Oh. And I hang up the phone and I'm like, why did I push that call? Oh. Well, hey, everybody. Hey, this is Candace. And this is Matt. We are the host of Datology. Uh, this is a voice for Christian metropolitan dating. Where we collect honest stories. To find liberating wisdom. For discovering companionship. Oh my gosh, we did Woo! it. And this is the show. And you're listening to it right now. Um, thank you for joining us. Yeah, I feel so sad about your story. Oh yeah, you, you were sorry. like... Uh, well, oh well your gosh. face is a bummer. Uh, I'm just a good actor. It's, okay. Yeah. I could just see you getting off the phone and like just being kind of like bummed out and like just turning on the TV and like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, wouldn't be too far from the truth of what happened. Um, oh. Well, uh, before we move on with our show, yeah. I, I got some shout outs to give. Ooh. You know, because we, um, we're, we're super pumped on how much traction the show has got mm-hmm. and- uh, like literally all over the world it's kind of crazy what all over the world <laughs> yeah, so like where like uh well i mean let's just give a little shout out to a friend of ours in south africa her name is christy, christy Lynn. Lynn. she's a listener lots of love to you um yeah just so cool that like she's listening from the southern tip of uh, a different continent you yeah, know that's so pretty tight cool. um and then also um a, a guy I, I got to meet in person. Um, his name's Dan. He lives out in London. Dan, uh, just like the coolest guy. So yeah, Dan, big fan. Thank uh, you for listening. Seriously, and Dan, um, I loved connecting about what it's like to be to have Mexican heritage. So cool. I love that you're a Mexican man who lives in England. It's got the sweetest English accent. Phenomenal. I read about us once in a blog from a girl in Boston. Yeah. Shout out to Emily. So cool. Blogger in Boston. Yeah. And um, and then another person we just want to say a shout out to is somebody in our own backyard out in Berkeley. His name's Jonathan uh, Palomine, who I'm just grateful. Like he's been listening to the show. He loves to talk about it. And um, yeah. And so wherever you are, whoever you are, wherever you're listening, you might be listening on literally any continent we've established, which is pretty incredible. Drop us an email if you are. Yeah. It's fun to hear um, stories from people that have benefited from listening and and how you found us, wherever you are. It's yes. 
It's a it, blessing to know. Super big blessing. And it's fun to see, for me to see how much our community has uh, become this international phenomenon. <laughs> I don't Whoa, know. I don't want, deal. that's a big, that's a big word, bigger <laughs> word than I think is appropriate to use. But uh, uh, yeah, but like the, uh, the cool thing about building this community is that it, there's like this hunger across, um, across Christian communities in the world, like just wanting something different you know mm-hmm. um for christian dating and wanting help with it and le- want to learn wisdom and we're just super thankful to get to host those conversations yeah um, so if you want to be part of this community you could back us up on patreon we actually now have like an online digital community of uh listeners uh who are backing us there and it's uh it actually launched today today's february 1st as we're we're recording this and this is like day one so like the early adopters are in the group amazing and uh yeah and i'm just excited for the way that we get to continue the conversation of what's Mm -hmm. going on uh with people uh afterwards and one of the things that i'm excited for especially is to get to like uh you know pick people's brains as as we're preparing for an episode and just be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And so if you want to have like your thoughts mm-hmm. on, on air, air, that's the place to do it. Yeah. So yeah, we'd love that. And lastly, if you want to help contribute, uh, we're also looking for a sound engineer right now. So if that is a skill that you have and you'd like to volunteer your time, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to chat with you. Super good. And, um, more on that at the end of the episode, but let's get to the meat of the episode, shall we? All right. All right. So what's today's episode about? It's about, it sounds kind of bummery. Rejection? Mm-hmm. It's about rejection. And I feel like the word rejection will like, uh, I don't know, like the sound of it. I don't even like the way it sounds. Rejection. No, it sounds sad. Uh, and it is. And and it could feel like the end of the world. And yeah. what we're going to discover and tease out yeah. is how it isn't. And it's okay. And it's not okay. And it's not okay. And we all know it's not okay. And it's okay. <laughs> well, so, with rejection, it's probably the hardest thing about dating. Is yes. knowing that you're going to put yourself out there. And there's a possibility whether at the first ask of a date or later in a relationship that someone might... Sh- not choose to spend time with you or get to know you or not feel that way about you and yeah that's really painful it is and you know like when i think about um, my experiences with rejection you know like i uh, as much as i might come off as like a super suave cool guy on the show (laughs) you really do (laughs) oh man (laughs) if only yeah you know i've I've experienced a good amount of rejection in my life and um, and I think the thing about it is like uh, rejection happens in, in lots of places. But I think in particular, I, I disagree with you, Candace, that when it happens in a dating context, it feels like like it has extra teeth or something. You it, know, Absolutely. Yeah. I think it does, especially if you've been dating for a while, because there's more vulnerability. Hmm. I've opened up to somebody. You might have like had some physical intimacy with them, kissing yeah. them, spending a lot of hours with them, getting to know them, talking about stuff you, you don't share with the most people. Yes. And then for them to say, well, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep looking around. Oh, man. Yeah, that sort of uh, like intimacy piece is, mm-hmm. I think, really significant because like when we're 
putting ourselves out there to to connect with somebody or something ah gosh it's just like um uh, our hearts are open mm-hmm. right like in a real way mm-hmm. we're being vulnerable mm-hmm. putting ourselves out there and, and usually like if you if you're into it you're excited you have high hopes about the other person yes you're starting to feel some sense of attachment or just early stages of interest yeah definitely so i mean that's what's up what 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 happens when it goes pretty wrong like what would you say candace are some of the things that come to mind for you like uh or even stories you have of like when it's mm. gone pretty wrong uh like any you felt pretty rejected and whatever mm-hmm. like i think the aftermath of rejections like part like some of the hardest part because i think in the moment Okay, when that like moment comes when like someone's saying like I don't want to be like your boyfriend anymore or something like, it's almost like you just like, like grit and like take the bullet. There's nothing mm. you can do. And so yeah. in those moments, it's like okay, yeah, thanks for being honest. But then you go home and you start playing like in your mind all the things like what did I do wrong? And yes. What is this thing? And mm-hmm. how could I have changed that? Am I not good enough? Is there oh, somebody man. else? And yeah. all of the ways I think that your own mind starts to beat you up and say that like, oh, if you're only dot, 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 yes. then that would have happened. Or, oh, if you didn't say that one thing, I wonder if it was, if I texted too much. Or, you know, we kind of uh, like sure. go into a hypercritical mode on ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And, oh man. And, and so it's like, let me inventory every possible way I mm-hmm. went wrong. And so that I can make sure to never make those mistakes again. And yeah, and I uh, I think that's like a pretty natural response to mm-hmm. feeling like something that we wanted got lost, right? Like mm-hmm. we're um, we're doing what I think is pretty normal as people is just like trying to figure out, okay, now what and how do I like learn from this, right? Mm-hmm. Which uh, isn't the worst thing, but also like when it gets self-critical, like how you're describing, mm-hmm. like uh, that can be like when we're condemning ourselves for like, I can't believe I did this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and uh, so often I feel like that happens in isolation too, Mm. or it's just me with my thoughts. And I'm thinking, Oh, what if I did it this way instead? Maybe that would have like Mm -hmm. done it completely different. And um, yeah. And I, and oftentimes it's like the, who knows if it's even connected to reality of what this other person thought, you know, this ex-girlfriend thought, right? I think that's so, hard about rejection and relationships early on is like you're there's a lot of things you don't know about the other person so you almost have to like do the fill in the blanks of your own thoughts which is dangerous because we're not mind readers yeah and so i think part of this is like okay what could they be thinking but the other i think sometimes people to like uh calm their nerves about it get to this like hopeful place so like oh, maybe they're going to regret it. Like they're going home right now and they're going to like missing uh, me and they're yes. going to wake up tomorrow or they're going to go to church and like see that I'm on the other side of the mm-hmm. room and I look like so pretty and they're going to oh change their gosh. mind. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, God's totally. working on them and then they'll come oh, back to me. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I can think of um, a time when, um, yeah, I was dating a girl and then we, we kind of like split and kind of took a break and whatever. And uh, at the end of that, uh, break, um, kind of coming back together and like checking in to see like, Hey, um, you know what? Are we, are we up for this still? And I tell her like, I think I am. Yeah. To find out like she wasn't. And, uh, and, and then 
I got completely in that headspace mm. that you are describing where I'm just like, well, maybe there's still a way. Maybe, maybe there's some way I can still like, yeah. you know, like I, I'm a pretty optimistic person. So I'm still, I like to, and I don't think it's a bad thing, but just like hold on to hope in some sure, ways. Sure, right? but sometimes but, that hope can be really dangerous. Uh, sure, Because yes. if someone said no to you, what they want, what they're communicating, they're saying with their words. Yes. But people yes. want you to know, even if they're feeling something different inside, they're expressing to you. That's what they want you to believe. Yeah. And so for for us to go on and then like reinterpret that or put different words, it's just hurting uh, totally. ourselves because like that yeah. hope can end up like then you have to get re-rejected by your own thoughts constantly. You're like, oh, yeah. maybe when I see them this next week, they'll say something. Or, oh, maybe yeah, on my birthday, yeah. they'll reach out. Sure. And then having those like times of, oh, wow, they didn't totally. say anything. Oh, I looked so cute. And they just walked right by me at church. <laughs> Man, yeah. And and I mean, that that's exactly what happened was I, I kept on holding on to hope with yeah. this girl. And, uh, and then like, I actually was just like, no, I feel like, I'm still connected and interested. Mm-hmm. I need to say something. Yeah. Right. So I go back again. Oh, you did. Uh, and I'm like, Hey, um, I just want to see if this is still possible. You know, like I, I've got this thing that I'm, I'm working through in my head. I just got to check. I need to get closure. Yeah. I need to like whatever. Right. And, and she let me know she was seeing somebody else oh, wow. and it was just like pretty devastating. Yeah. And you know, I was depressed. I was sure. like, yeah, I was depressed. And I um got in a massively judgmental headspace. Mm. You know, I was like, like, um, like kind of this uh, really defensive, how dare she mm-hmm. sort of thing, you mm-hmm. know, and how dare this guy, you know, I remember, uh, man, this is like pretty vulnerable, but I like, uh, as I was venting about it with my friends, I would like call this guy some pretty bad names. It was oh, not good. It yeah. was not good. And it's just sort of weird how that plays out. Like, yeah. oh man, I was like, I was pretty angry. Um, and yeah, it's just like, um, I think I wish I could know how, like in that moment, uh, mm-hmm. like how to have done that better. But I think sure. there's something about like riding that wave. And, but mm. you know, I, I can see a lot of ways that like, I can pinpoint a lot of ways that where I was just like, oh man, that, that wasn't helpful. Um, do you think like the movies play the role in this because like there's so many stories that you'll like see in a movie about like the rejection but then like the guy persists and like doesn't give up and then he like ends up with a girl mm. and that could create some like false narratives around like how things could be and i think there is a fine line of other times that you do go back in and like ask for that clarity and ask for another shot versus Mm -hmm. when it becomes too much and you're like buddy like I said no, like I haven't thought about yeah. you in a year. Oh man, wow. I had a situation where I dated someone and like clearly broke up with them and years went by mm-hmm. and then they showed up to church once with flowers for me. Wow. And I like had liked someone else at that time mm-hmm. and was going through like a tough breakup and they were like, you know, I've, I'm I'm in it. Let's do this. And I was like, oh, buddy, like I am so, oh, I don't know what you've been thinking all these years. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I haven't been holding out for this. Yeah. Like, please be free. Yeah. And, and really it's just kind of like, and I think that's, that's it. Like, I think there's, there's gotta be this like thing, you know, of like, I think we're have to eventually get to both the sides of how do I kind of say no well mm. to somebody as yes. well as 
how do I take, take the, rejection. the rejection well? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So we can work up to that, but like, you know, like, uh, um, I'm, I'm thinking like, man, when it comes to rejection, it's just like really, really, uh, painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, I just to kind of circle back to this judgment headspace mm-hmm. because I think this is actually one of the sort of self-protective, mm. uh, you know, coping mechanisms mm-hmm. that we have. I'd love your thoughts. If there are times where you felt like judgmental towards a person after they rejected you mm-hmm. too, but yeah, I've but definitely you try to devalue them, right? To, yes. to feel like, I think part of that is like, okay, I have so much stock in this. I want this person so much. And so you're trying to convince yourself that you don't anymore. Mm-hmm. You're trying to like, on you're trying to get uninterested in them kind of on your own. And so part of that is saying like all those things like, Oh, they're not this or yeah. trying to pull out the negative stuff. Cause you're just trying to believe that that's true so that you can yeah. be okay with the fact that they're gone. I think that's what's hard about a breakup um, or rejection is when people in your community are like, Oh, it's fine. Like they weren't that great for you anyways. Like just get over it. And you're like, but you're not over it. And in your mind, in yeah. your heart, it doesn't feel like they're beneath you. And right. so you, it's like trying to play that game with yourself. Like, oh, oh yeah, gosh. they smelt funny. And <laughs> that one time yeah. that they said this, that was just, oh, yeah, yeah, ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that's the best thing because, you know, part of, part of the issue that might be the other way to cope is, uh, and it's really connected to this, like judging other people is like to inflate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so like, well, Oh my gosh. Like, well, they didn't deserve me anyways. <laughs> right. Like, and I mean, I know I've thought that before and <laughs> dude, it was not good for me to have sure. people reaffirming. Well, they didn't deserve you anyway, yeah, you know, like, sure. because it just kind of, <laughs> got my head even bigger you know Mm -hmm. um and and instead to just like uh to say like oh man i care about you i'm here for you not to like pile on the bandwagon of pride and uh like inflate the ego and stuff right um and so man that is that is really tough Mm -hmm. Mm. what do you think you're you're, something's going through your mind uh oh yeah there's a couple things going through my mind as you were talking i was thinking just about how like for our listeners who are listening to this and that like might be in the midst of, of it, Mm -hmm. like a recent breakup or recent like rejection or perceived rejection by someone that they like. And yeah, uh, yeah, just the, like the raw feelings around it. And, Mm -hmm. and so then you have like, okay, how do we respond? And one response is defense is like to create barriers Mm -hmm. through, judging ourselves, judging the person, inflating ourselves, yeah. over-inflating and romanticizing the person. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh-huh. judging the per- people that they date. And yeah, I was just thinking yeah. about like the, the rawness I know that we'll get to of, gosh, without a defense, you just actually have to sit in the hurt. Mm-hmm. Because it hurts. Mm-hmm. Yes um man uh, yeah i think you laid out like the ways that we can respond pretty well like uh yeah sometimes it's about like making ourselves uh feel better and and puffing the chest a little bit and sometimes it's about making the other person look worse and you know Mm -hmm. at least in our own mind and uh or making them feel like this object that has like um who is like supernatural and escaped Mm -hmm. me and like 
oh, it's because I'm I'm so not good enough for them. Like mm-hmm. that can actually become an interesting way to defend ourselves against the rejection sure. too. Is like, no, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, of course they wouldn't want me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, which is um, kind of like a, uh, like an interesting one that I don't feel like I hear people talk about mm. as often. Like you brought that one up. Like what, have you heard that before where people will sort of romanticize the person who, um, who yeah, they. Yeah, like that was like the one them? that got away or yeah. the idea of like, there's no one, there's no one else like them. Mm. And just seeing the relationship through the like rose colored glasses. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what? Like, uh, that's so interesting because I've totally done that too. Now mm-hmm. that I like think about it in those terms mm-hmm. is uh, um, thinking about a person who I'd broken up with before um, and uh, a time had passed. And I'm starting to romanticize that relationship because mm-hmm. I'm feeling lonely. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I wonder if she'd be up for this, mm. you know? And I wonder if there's any possibility there, right? Mm. And, uh, and I, and it, like actually in a way that <laughs> I was talking to some friends about this and uh, they're just like, you really want to reach out to her again? Like, do you remember what that relationship was like, yeah. you know? And uh, at any rate, like I had, I had to like see that thing through. I guess I didn't have to, but I felt like, look, I just want to, I just want to see this thing through. Sure. And, um, and if I'm curious, I'm going to ask the question, Yeah. you know? And, it did mean in that case facing the rejection again. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which was painful again. Mm-hmm. And I got my answer again. I got Same clear. Way. I got clear in yeah. a way that I wasn't clear before. Sure. Right? Well, I mean, I, that's part of sometimes needing the, like the persistent closure is because there's just some part of your heart that isn't hearing it. And so yeah. you got to hear it again or you have a question yeah, like, yeah. are you sure that's what you meant sure what about in five years from now yeah yeah what about that one time you said this one thing and mm-hmm. that is that not valid anymore totally i think in this case i was a person who had kind of called things off in that mm. relationship it wasn't like this person mm-hmm. uh, you were the rejector yeah i guess so you know and um yeah and so i think that felt different. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going back for more, uh, more rejection. Mm-hmm. It was actually like, um, I've, I'm reconsidering this. Mm-hmm. I'm reconsidering this relationship in a way that I wasn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see if there's any opening here mm-hmm. or not. Right. Um, yeah. And, and the result of that was rejection. So, yeah. you know, like I, gosh, like, I think what I'm actually starting to build some compassion toward mm-hmm. is like is like how much sometimes we we kind of need to walk the steps that might even lead to rejection yeah. in yeah. order to get sure. clear about things. Well, I think I can relate to that in times in my life where mm. like there's something you want to do or like call that person. Every, all of your friends are like, don't do it. Don't, don't text them. <laughs> sure. Put down the phone. But I found in my life that following through with that is it was usually what i needed even if it was met with don't ever call me again (laughs) it's like okay message received there's something about getting that you know final rejection or in that process that is can be can be necessary to actually move on 
I think that's true. There is a layer about rejection that I do want to speak to that's more specific to us being Christian. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, like God's role in things. And, and I've heard mm. many times, many times people say, you know, well, I thought God told me or I was really praying about this and huh. God told me to reach out to this person or I feel like God was saying like, this is the one for me. Well, yeah. And yeah. how that complicates rejection because Ooh. it, it oh, it's almost like the God card, like, well, you're saying no, but God said yes. And like, oh, God yep. knows more than you. So you're not really saying no to me. Oh my gosh. I've been there. Yeah. On both sides of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I think on the receiving end, that feels like kind of creepy and scary. Yeah. Like, well, God's not forcing me to do something totally. I don't want to do. And I'm saying no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the other end, kind of twisting it in your brain, like, well, God gave me a lot of peace about this. And oh, for I'm sure. really thinking that this is it. And that like uh, fueling the false hope. Oh, for sure. Which totally. I think is dangerous sometimes. I've seen it uh, quite a bit. And I think since doing this show and, and in therapy, realizing that sometimes as Christians, we can make dating kind of like a supernatural phenomenon where we're like chasing... Oh, wow. We're chasing the signs. Oh my gosh. Have you, have you, I mean, think about it for yourself. Like, yes. Oh, like I, that person was from this one place and I walked by a sign that said like, you know, whatever town. And I think that was God. Or I flipped through the Bible and there was this one verse and Uh that Uh was like speaking to this exact thing I was praying about. I mean, I don't want to mock people's like desire to hear from God, but I, it can happen so many times that people are like, don't end up with those people. At some point we got to stop and say, that's not how God's working. Yeah, sure. Sure. And you know, like I, I, I have trouble like trying to say how God's working, you know, like, but like, uh, I, I totally get this thing. And I wonder how much this is true of romance in general. You know, Mm. like I think we have a a Christian veneer on it in some ways. Uh, where we start saying God is doing this. Sure. But for almost everybody who I talk to, whether they're a follower of Jesus or not, um, th- there's this like, like, oh, and then we just had this moment where mm. things clicked and, sure. and we realized that, that we had this in common and this, and it like takes on Both this. like strawberry milkshake. <laughs> yeah, right? That? Like, yeah, exactly. And there's like this spiritual level awe. That's true. To, um, oh, that's to similarities so that we might have, right? And uh, and it reminds me of this uh, awesome movie called what? Serendipity, oh, which is like an old rom com. <laughs> um, and uh, actually, what one of the uh, earlier uh, girls I dated, it was like her favorite movie. Um, and uh, and part of what it was was like the story of a person who's um, this couple who keep serendipitously crossing paths over and over again. And every time they serendipitously cross, it's like, are they going to be a couple? Are they not? Is it fate? Is it fate? Is there something in the air? What like, is that about romance? That it has to be this like third power. Cause I think it is like kind of delusional when, I don't know, when we like break it down. Yeah. I think it takes some of the logic out of it. Like if you like that person, why aren't you just getting their number? Like why are you holding it to like this universe? Like the universe brings us back together. Then like it was meant to be. I don't think that's a good like assessment if you're going to get along with this person or not. Sure, sure. going to be compatible. But also at the same time to say like, this person's a a reasonable choice for me. 
kind of drains it of some romance, doesn't it? Right? Like, I, don't I, know I think you like need both. Exactly. We need both. We totally need both. And now the question is like, how do we embrace the sort of like, oh, this is some serendipitous, like something bigger, mm-hmm. like there's romantic something sure. charging this thing, right? And uh, and at the same time, like have pretty grounded, level-headed, right? Like, well, you have to have a foot person. in reality. So. Yep. If you feel like God is telling you that this person is like for you, but that person's not calling you back. I like God is not going to contradict reality. Yeah. So if that person is asking on another date, it's like, well, that's part of the sign. If you feel like God's giving you peace and the person is giving you signs of interest and continuing the relationship, Mm-hmm. like you you need both for the equation to actually work exactly i think that's true i think that's the thing that's uh to kind of land on with this point because mm. i don't want to necessarily like um say like oh man uh reading the signs so to speak right uh, if, uh you know the tea leaves told me like to to fall in love with this person i'm like there's ways that that's ridiculous and there's ways that it's like actually just being connected to sort of like an awe-inspiring world that we live in right you know there's ways that it's it doesn't work and there's ways that it's just like oh man you know like this is really romantic and mm-hmm. meaningful and like and uh big you know and yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I think it's cute i mm-hmm. think it's cute and i think where i would want just like our listeners to, to pause and think about it is it it's fine if it's something that like, yes, love feels magical. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like when we like something, you start noticing more similar things about it in the world around you on yep. license plates and random places. <laughs> That's just a phenomenon. I don't remember what it's called, but confirmation it is a bias. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. And if we're tying very closely, like the Holy spirit or God into that, then mm-hmm. we, if that person breaks up with us or if we got it wrong, I feel like it puts our faith sometimes in jeopardy because we're like, you know, God, where were you? Mm -hmm. Or why did you lead me astray? Yes. Rather than seeing it as being separate. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and I think that's, that's a really good point. Like we can kind of set ourselves up for, uh, especially as believers for the like, um, existential disappointment. Yes. That comes from rejection. Right. Because it's like, uh, not only did this, person not say yes to me asking them out um it's like but god brought me that verse yeah, that said that <laughs> totally. they would and god has let me down yes what, should i really have faith you know yeah, like but i mean i've i've seen it i feel no, like i, I felt it to different degrees in my own life and mm-hmm. things that you you know include god in and and there's something missing there there's some there's a big part of theology that's missing when we equate disappointment in life to god's absence Yes. Oh gosh, that is so true. Um, here, I think we can swing that into like what's the the possibility. But just one last thing yes. of like um, dating as a Christian and mm-hmm. experiencing rejection that I think is tough, especially like um, uh, in places that are more secularized, like kind of city life. I think it's pretty common to feel like though there's a lot of people, we're the Christian people. Yes. You know, where where can I meet? Christian man or Christian woman. Well, yeah, that does overcomplicate it because it's like Mm -hmm. the whole unicorn thing. So like, Hmm. oh my gosh, I met this person who 
not only likes the things I like, but are passionate about Jesus. And, yeah. you know, I I did a mission trip in Cambodia when I was in college and like, they want to go to Cambodia. And like, there's just like things <laughs> that feel like harder to find. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, to, to have that unicorn get lost. It's like, is there, how will I ever find that again? Yes. How will I ever find that again? And I think that becomes, um, one response to feeling rejected by somebody, whether it was like a person who we'd built up hope for to mm-hmm. ask out or uh, a person we were in a relationship with, mm-hmm. but like, um, to then feel like now I am back into the pool of scarce resources mm-hmm. where right. there's like, I don't have any chance. Yes. Right. And waiting for another rare unicorn sighting. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's tough. That's really tough. Mm-hmm. I think and that's why rejection is like a hop away from depression. Yeah. Because mm. it's sometimes you'd be like, wow, I just lost that like one opportunity. Yep. And I have this belief that that opportunity rarely, if ever, comes to me. Mm-hmm. And if that opportunity came and I didn't get it, what does that say about me? Right. What right. does it say about my desires? What does it say about me and God? And then people are in a real dark place. Yeah. And I think in particular, the piece that you said, what does that say about me? Mm-hmm. Right. Because rejection ends up having like an identity conversation associated oh, yeah. with it where now I'm like, um, I don't, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like these are the things that we start labeling ourselves mm-hmm. as, uh, possibly, um, or on the other side of it, like I'm too good for them. Or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like there's these different identity yeah. conversation responses that can happen in rejection. And uh, and I think it's because the rejection uh, doesn't feel like a person saying, I'm not interested in, in this relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not interested in you. Right. Right. And, uh, and that's the fire we're playing with mm-hmm. when it comes to romance is like we are... Uh, yeah, we're opening ourselves to the possibility of a person kind of saying, hey, no, I'm sorry, I, I don't really want this, Yeah, you know? And that can so easily turn into this head space conversation of uh, they don't want me, right? you know? Mm-hmm. Can yeah. we do a list of like how to reject well and how mm-hmm. to receive rejection well? Yeah, let's do it. So let's start with rejecting well. Okay. All right, so... I think uh, I feel like we went over this a little bit up in in the breakup mm-hmm. episode, uh, but like to to affirm somebody in the rejection. So let's just say, um, like uh, here, let, let's play it out, right? Like, oh gosh, let's just like have some fun, huh, Candace? Let's <laughs> play it out. So like, let's just say, uh, I'm gonna get dumped. <laughs> um, or here, you can be the one dumping me if you want. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, so. You're you're rejecting me. I want okay. you to try to do it really, really well. Okay, I'm trying to do it well. Okay. Um, Matt, thanks for meeting me tonight. Mm-hmm. I had some stuff I wanted to share with you. Um, first, I just want to say, like, it's been a lot of fun to get to know you recently. I agree. It's been so and fun. It has been, and I feel like you've taught me a lot about things that I wouldn't be exposed to otherwise. And I just want yeah. you to know how much like that's meant to me, and how much your consistency is meant oh, to me. Cool. And Thank you know, you. going out on dates, like you've just you've done a really 
great job pursuing me. And huh. um, so I just want to say thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I've so enjoyed it. And thank you so much. Like, I've really enjoyed pursuing you too. Yeah, well, this I has just been wanna, so fun. Yeah, like, so I'm super excited I, for where this is going. Well, that's what I want to talk about is, yeah. um, gosh, I've been like thinking about this a lot. And I, I just want to be very clear that I, I don't want to keep dating that while I appreciate you and oh. our time together that mm -hmm. I, I'm not, um, interested in, in keeping it up. So, um, um, you're not interested. Um, could, it'd be helpful for me to understand, like, you okay. know, just like, sure. Why? And like, where, where, what have, we, what have you been thinking about? Yeah. So, um, it's hard to like put my finger on it specifically because you're like such a great guy, but uh, I just feel like it's not what I'm looking for, and I maybe mm -hmm. it's just like an X factor that I can't really describe. Yeah. So I I want you to know okay. it's like nothing that you did wrong, hmm. um, but I feel like I you know we gave us a good shot, and and I'm pretty clear that this is not. This is not it for me. Okay. Well, thank you. You're for welcome. Being clear. Yeah. Um, at least that's that's helpful. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm pretty bummed. Yeah. To hear about this, and it's sad. I I really was enjoying this time. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. miss hanging out with you too. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm also sad and disappointed. Really. I am. Yeah. It's going to be hard not hanging out with you. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed our time together, but unfortunately that doesn't, you know, change what I believe. I, I don't want to drag this out and, and hurt you, hmm. you know, yeah, unnecessarily. Thanks. I guess. Yeah. Thanks for giving to me straight, even though it's, uh, disappointing. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Um, well, see you. Yeah. I'll see you around whenever. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> that was a little awkward for me to to yeah? experience. How about you? Uh, well, I think when he asked me to describe it, what was hard is the one it's like, you know, it's a mock We're making breakup. it up, yeah. But I think what felt very true to me is often it's like this, like, unexplainable thing. We're like, yeah. ah, you're just not the person I want to be. Like, sure. yeah, all this stuff on paper. That's why we went out and, you know, you're attractive enough and, like, sure. we had a great time and we have yeah. enough in common. But... I'm just looking for something that makes me want to continue for longer. Yeah, and, and kind of like persist in the commitment and like yeah. build on it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, and I think that's that's sort of the thing that comes to clarity when we choose to say no sure, to somebody yeah. is like, actually, I don't really want to like, I don't want to keep growing this, right. whatever it is, right? And that like, could be hard to put into words, but specifically yeah. that is part of the things that I wanted to come across in, in the rejection. Yeah. Um, so when I feel like timeliness is really important that people, mm -hmm. as soon as you like know that you don't want to be with them, that you, that you like execute it. Yeah. Um, I think. Execute is an interesting one. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, sorry. <laughs> you follow through with your <laughs> conviction. Sure. Yes, of course. Um uh clarity was very important to me mm -hmm. that I that I really wanted you to know and so I you know wanted you to to say the kind things and affirm me as a person. Yeah. But to be very clear that that didn't negate what I was saying. 
Yeah, yeah, that's good. That makes sense. I think one point where it, it kind of missed for me, um, mm-hmm. and maybe this is something we just learned from, is uh, is like when I think at one point my character was saying like, like, oh man, I'm really upset. This is sad and disappointing. Mm-hmm. And then your response was like, I'm sad too. I'm disappointed too, mm-hmm. right? You know, which is like, uh, you know, believable enough but here's the thing that i think could have put it over the top with Mm. is like to respond compassionately with like like oh man gosh you yeah Uh, almost like leaving room for the other person to express something Mm. you know like oh man yeah like so you're disappointed gosh i'm sorry you want to tell me more about that sure you know like and you know it's tricky because you don't want to become that person's therapist for that time or whatever but at the same time you know, it's yeah. it's considerate mm-hmm. to uh, to let it be a dialogue. Yeah, I think a Q and A can be effective. Mm-hmm. I think also sometimes the Q and A can like leave some false hope because someone's like, oh, but they just said this one thing that made me think like that it might not be mm-hmm. real. Um, what I what I did want to express by saying that I was hurt too is I think a lot of times when you break up with someone, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And letting that person know, like I'm not walking out of here really excited. Like mm-hmm. I'm walking out of here and it's, it's going to be hard for me. I, someone said that to me once and I think it stuck with me. Yeah. It was like, they said, you know, I've been thinking about this all weekend and they're like some competition they were in and they're like, you know, I performed really poorly because I knew we were going to break up and I'm really yeah. disappointed. Ooh, totally. Um, and that, I think there was a part of that that felt really good. With, they're, like, they're doing a wrestle too. Yeah. This, that you right? thought about this it, that like, it wasn't light. You didn't take it lightly. You don't take me lightly. Yeah. And that's that the absence of me is causes some pain for you. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think, uh, you know, one thing that um, requires some extra, uh, you know, discernment, I guess, is just like how long to be in that dialogue with a right, person, absolutely. right? Because on one hand, like you want to make room for, um, for the person that you're letting down to mm-hmm. like, to say what they need to say too. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, um, cause who, who knows, you know, like what a person was carrying, what sort of hope they're carrying mm-hmm. with this. Um, you know, and, uh, and also, uh, like to, to get to like make room for just whatever needs to be said, sure. you know, like, uh, to get to closure. Right. I, I think part of the, the wisdom with being cautious of how much time it takes is sometimes those conversations could actually feel very intimate. And I've had breakup conversations where you leave feeling like, why doesn't this work? Like that was such a good conversation. Like we just both bore our Mm -hmm. hearts and like we can cry in front of each other. And I felt really seen and connected to you. And then you walk away feeling like even more engaged in the relationship. Yep. Yep. I think that's where like, yeah, being very clear being concise enough yeah yeah and i think uh this is one thing that i've done in conversations is just like uh you know kind of doing the tear off the band-aid quick so to speak right. uh approach of just like hey you know i'm sorry this mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not really wanting to continue this right. relationship yeah yeah similar things that you were saying uh and then f- there was a little bit of dialogue and at the end of it just to say like hey like I appreciate you. I bless you. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, yeah. uh, as much as I don't want to like 
you know, make this conversation go on forever between us. Like right. I am available if you just have some things that you need to get off sure. your chest with it, you know? So yes, and this I, doesn't have to be our final right. communication. And right. I, that's kind. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And then I think it is in the responsibility of the rejector to, to really monitor that time because sometimes yes. the person that got rejected, like, I mean, there's a whole like chemical science around breakups and how there's yeah. an addiction to the person. And so any mm-hmm. contacts can refuel like, you know, getting another hit of that person. And so sure. if the person getting rejected, you know, starts to call you kind of semi-frequently yeah. to mm-hmm. get closure, quote unquote. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, totally. Well, I mean, at, at a certain point, I just feel like, uh, I mean, that's part of the discernment is like right. at a certain point saying like, hey, I appreciate you, like I value you. And I'm just not available for these conversations yeah. anymore. Like, right. uh, but I hope you have people in your life who can right. continue to talk this through with as you need to. Yeah. Right. Um, which, you know, it's just like part of the right. Uh, like honoring a person compassionately right. uh, as we're saying no to them. Right. right? Which I think for like people pleasers slash sometimes pressure in Christian culture is like not to cause pain and i don't think that's very realistic it's not realistic and it's not christian mm, actually say more. well i mean so uh it part of what i think is like the most beautiful thing about christianity is uh that we have like an understanding of how to suffer and experience pain mm. uh, and we have a god who is familiar with pain mm. familiar with suffering mm-hmm. you know these are like the prophecies of jesus and isaiah they're like like uh you know, that there's a man who's coming. He's a a, a a man of constant sorrow, familiar with suffering, mm. right? Like, that's who Jesus yeah. is. He's a person who has suffered a lot and endured a lot and mm. persevered through a lot and also felt the pain of it all, mm. right? Uh, I'll never forget somebody using this illustration to me. And, uh, and he was just asking the question, like, why did Jesus cure lepers? Mm. And leprosy is a disease of the skin that uh, kills the nerve endings, right? Like, so that people's, like, body parts eventually fall off because they don't realize, like, oh, my my finger is, like, you know, in a horrible position and they break it off, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, kind of the crazy right. thing about that disease. But what it means, basically, is when Jesus heals the lepers, um he's like bringing healing to their body, but he's also like allowing them to feel pain. Mm, That's so good. Because the pain is the thing that keeps our limbs attached to us. Right. And I think it's uh, like, that's the kind of God that we serve Mm. and worship in Christianity is um, a person who is familiar with pain is willing to endure pain and sacrifice for something totally worth it and ruling Mm. to even heal people so that they can uh, be restored to health, which includes feeling pain. Right? I just like this drop the mic moment because I I don't think that in church we always, and some churches are better at this than others, but I often hear the like, you know, loving Jesus means you're supposed to be happy or you're supposed to make everything mm-hmm. better or you're supposed to like yeah. be selfless and sacrifice to a point that, that, doesn't seem like really honoring or healthy and to really yeah. break it down that like Christianity is not to avoid pain. No, we're not called to be, you know, falsely bubbly all the time. Right. We're not false called to ignore things that are difficult. We're not called to sidestep, 
you know, injuring someone's emotions. Yeah. We're called to sit in authentic relationship with people, which mm-hmm. includes feeling and dealing with tough things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes in, in the normal running into stuff of life, uh, putting ourselves out there and especially emotionally, right? Like, uh, if we're actually going to like step into, uh, vulnerable, intimate, resilient living, mm-hmm. right? We're opening ourselves to pain, mm-hmm. right? Like that's just what it means. That's actually what dating as a Christian means. Like mm. this is actually one of the core things I'm convicted about that needs mm. to happen is for us to normalize pain mm. and not treat it as the boogeyman or get mm. accusatory when a person caused me pain or something like that. Like, oh. No, pain, like pain's the name of the game. All mm. right. Like that's going to happen. And the good news about it is we have a God who is familiar with sorrow and suffering, mm-hmm. who endured the cross. And, uh, and so like any sort of pain that we could run into, he's, he's just going to like come along yeah. right, right by. And I think the people of God, like followers of Jesus, they come along mm-hmm. right by our sides too. Like, Oh man, you're feeling that pain man well let me let me just link arms with you for a while right because uh because this is what this is the god who i serve this is what he calls me to do is to mourn with those who are mourning which is true empathy versus the oh another person will come along or you know the statements of like oh the silver lining which overlooks someone's like actual experience yeah oh my you know it makes me think of like how much are we doing like the reverse, uh, the reverse healing of leprosy mm. uh, when we start kind of oh, like so saying like, hey, you're uh, like, you're all right. There's other fish in the sea. Like, right. like, don't let them get you down. You're the best ever. Like sure. so on and so forth. Like it, what if that's not actually serving a person to sure. to like face the world as mm-hmm. it is and to come alongside them yeah. with care and compassion? I think right? a gift that I got um during a breakup that was really challenging for me Hmm. where so many people in my life were just able to say like, you know, I've walked through something similar. This is really hard. It's gonna hurt. God is with you. This might last longer than you think. Mm -hmm. And like you, you can endure it. Yes. And just that message over and over from people around like, I've walked this path too. I'm so sorry. It's, mm-hmm. You're gonna have to feel it, but it's good. And there is something holy about about having mm-hmm. to to suffer and meet God in a very unique and beautiful way. Yes. in that suffering, and I I think that is the good news of of the cross, and that's the good news of this episode. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah? Like if we're feeling rejected and we have these these things going on internally, where we're like deeply hurt we can respond to it so many ways like inflating ourselves or judging another person or whatever that might look Mm -hmm. like um just understand wow um jesus is with me right now Mm -hmm. too and um here at the bottom you know like and and i think that's uh actually a place of like remarkable intimacy with god and Mm -hmm. with other people and even thinking of like the word compassion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like etymologically, like, like con pathos, like with pain, mm. right? Like to, to, to be, uh, 
with a person's pain mm. as they're as they're together and like jesus was ex- is extraordinarily compassionate mm. and so willing to be with us in our pain and um so willing to like let that be whatever it needs to be mm. and um so here's like some of the additional good news to like having intimacy in the midst of it is uh like jesus's understanding of joy is like a a woman giving childbirth who's experiencing massive amounts of pain and labor mm-hmm. and then a baby comes to the world mm-hmm. and the pain is forgotten and there's joy mm-hmm. right and so i i like bless that whole like process that mm-hmm. we walk through when we go through rejection mm-hmm. uh, romantically right like mm-hmm. cuz sometimes like uh sometimes it's the big breakup with somebody that we've been caring about but sometimes it's like uh, I really was looking forward to that person saying yes to a date with right. me. Yeah. And there's some pain there. There's, uh, I just yeah. want, there's like, that's a totally legitimate thing to Absolutely. like feel pain, be upset about. Right. Yeah. And, um, let's bless people ah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would just bless people into resilience hmm. that as you go through life and experience rejection of many kinds, that you are open to meeting God in those dark places and being able to get back up yes, and to continue to be brave in the face of things that are hard and continue to show up to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I bless that, uh, in you, like maybe you've gone through rejection recently or as you're listening to this, you're like, Oh yeah, that is, those are my strategies for how to deal with the pain of rejection by, uh, getting prideful or getting judgmental or whatever that might be for you. And you know what? Grace to you. We all get defensive sometimes, you know, that's how it goes. And, and I just bless you as like, maybe there's some new awareness here about like a way to um, be with a God who, who wants to be with you in, in some of the disappointment and pain. And that happens uh, when we're rejected. So I bless you. Um, yeah. With, uh, the companionship of God, compassionate companionship mm. of God to know that deeply. And also um, with the joy that comes out on the other side um, for that so often and the way that um, so often pain uh, swings around in a way that delivers some sort of like joyful results at the end of it. So I bless that in the process and however long it takes for people. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, Matthew, Candace, thank you. for receiving the rejection well. <laughs> totally. <laughs> conversation. Uh-huh, yeah. And um, yeah, thank you, Candace. This is always fun to talk. And thanks for yeah. being willing to hop into a scene with me and improvising of that. Of course. Oh, man. That was fun. And like, weirdly, I felt it. It was weird. I was like <laughs> full acting mode where I was just like in the character. Mm-hmm. How interesting. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so blessings to all of you as you've been listening to this tender episode about rejection. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, and also, um, you know, we've got just a couple quick announcements. Um, Mm -hmm. First of all, our dear friend Brad, who is uh, expecting a baby and in seminary right now, he let us know. He's just like, hey, you know what? Love the show, support the show, and I don't think I can be the one editing the episodes anymore. So um, blessings to Brad, king among men. Yes forever and always and he's just like a super great pal and super appreciate him and bless him as he's uh getting ready for the rest of his life you know 
Um, and with that too, we are looking for somebody who can help us do some editing for these episodes. So if you would be interested, reach out to us on Facebook or datology.org in the contact section, and we would love to get in touch with you. Um, anything else to add, Candace? Um, thank you everyone for listening. Continue to join our community. Yes. It's much appreciated. Yeah. You can support us on Patreon, back us up there. There's some good perks. Uh, including having access to this online community where we continue the conversations of the show on Slack. And mm-hmm. it's just like right there, easy to go, interact with people. You can even make phone calls on Slack. You Whoa. can uh, like have a uh, voice uh, or you can have like video conferences on Slack. Mm-hmm. Of course, a person has to accept that. So, you know, it's <laughs> not like completely intrusive on your life. Um, but yeah, it'll be a good time and a great place that me and Candace are looking forward to connecting with yeah. you all further. So, Uh, much love look for a link to the Patreon in the show notes and we will talk to you next time bye bye everybody bye